Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So today is one of those Sundays where I'm, we've been talking in June and July about speaking God's language, and that's faith. Someone say faith. Faith is believing. Scripture says, without faith it's impossible to please God. But today's message is entitled, The Only Way Forward. And I believe this is going to be the title of next month's series. We already go into August this next week. Somebody say, The Only Way Forward. The world is a dark place without Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now. Those of you that were part of VBS, those of you who did VBS in Dominican Republic, the big thing this year for VBS was letting your light shine and shining the light of Jesus in dark places. So they did that VBS at Vacation Bible School here and also on the mission trip. We've got to let our life, shine, life and our light shine in this dark world. Can I get an amen in here? I'm going to talk to you about a few things concerning that. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 6. Isaiah 55, 6. Scripture says, seek the Lord while you can find him. Hmm. Call on him now while he is near. Did you know some people wait forever to seek God, and when they go to find him, they struggle with it. They struggle with it. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. I do not know who this is for this morning, whether it's on the live stream or the folks in the, this house or the sound of my voice, but hear the spirit of the Lord this morning. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. You cannot be back and forth with God. Don't do it. It's a risk. Don't do it. How many of you, well, don't raise your hand. Some people are so honest, I'll ask some crazy questions. I love surveys, but sometimes I'm like, don't raise your hand. People in the crowd raise their hand anyway. I'm like, I didn't want to know that. God bless you, but your hand went up anyway. You couldn't help it. Don't raise your hand. How many of you have been in a relationship where it was back and forth with a friend or with a loved one or a, a man or a woman, a romantic relationship? It's terrible. That's terrible. It's inconsistent. It's up and down. You don't know what to expect. It's stressful. It's unstable. It's double-minded. It's all over the place. I love using dog examples because I walk our dog every morning in this season. And someone told me the other day, oh, man, he's doing so much better. First time I saw him, he was all over the place, and he was. He was jumping on everybody. He's trying to get away, and he's, now he's over 70 pounds. He's big and strong. I said, thank you. That's a compliment. He's a little more stable now, right? We're taking him out, training him. Stability is good. Some of you say, I love spontaneity. Yeah, not when your heart and your relationships are at stake. Not when your relationship with God is at stake. I don't know who this is for this morning, but once again, hear the Spirit of the Lord. Now's your time to seek God and stick with Him because you may not come back next time. You may not. You say, what do you mean? I don't know who this is for. It could be for you on the live stream. You say, man, I've been in and out. I served God for some years. I served Him for some months. I'm back and forth. You do not know what the future holds. I've seen people say, I got plenty of time. You do not know. I will never forget this story. Some of you have heard it. I was youth pastor. And they had, what, what's that? Youth center? There's a youth center over by the Good Samaritan. You guys know where that is? I don't know what street that's on. The teen center, not the youth center. Teen center. I know there were youths involved. Youths. And man, we, I think the year was 2000. 
And I would take some kids over there Monday nights in the summer after, after we do youth, youth, we used to do youth meetings on Monday nights, and we headed over there, and there was a girl that worked there, and I didn't really know her, we'd say hi. And I will never forget, I saw her there one Monday, we went back the next Monday, and I said, where's so-and-so? And they said, you didn't hear? I said, no. They said, she died this past week. They said she was driving on Telephone Pole Road headed to Odessa and got, she and her boyfriend were killed instantly. They got hit by a semi-truck, broadside, T-boned them. There's some lessons in that. Don't use Telephone Pole Road unless you absolutely have to. That's terrible. But life is short. I don't know her story. I didn't talk to her about the Lord. I barely knew her. We didn't talk much. She was a little aloof. Let me tell you, seek the Lord while you can find him. Now, don't be running back and forth to the world. Don't do it. And we'll get into that some more here in a minute. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. My grandma, Senna, bless her heart, she was very intelligent, but she wasn't educated. She spoke English and Spanish, both of them. She spoke a little bit crazy, especially her English. And I, I remember being a little boy and telling Dad, Dad, did Grandma say vitamin B? And Dad said, yeah, vitamin B. So, all right. But something my grandma used to say, and I'll never forget, and this will preach and this will teach. Grandma was big on don't go in and outside of the house. Some of you are big on that. Some of you don't care. She, grandma would say, don't go back and forth. She'd say, go outside, stay outside till it's time to come in or come inside and stay in. And she didn't want you tracking dirt in her house. That place was immaculate. She would kick your tail. She'd rather the house be clean. She may kill you and, and ask God to forgive her and keep the house clean. I don't know. Grandma was tough. I love that lady. But she would say, don't go back and forth. And those of you, you say, man, my walk with God has been up and down, like my relationships, my life. You don't know where I've come from, Pastor Matt. Hey, I may not. People have suffered through abuse. Some of you have been through stuff I will never experience in my lifetime. And there's grace and mercy and forgiveness and hope for you. But let me tell you right now, do not, as believers, go back and forth to the world and then back to God's kingdom. Don't do it. Don't play that game. Don't do it. Grandma was right. Don't be coming in and going out. Decide. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Someone throw their hand up in there. This is the time you can raise your hand. Everybody in the house, raise your hand. And say, I commit to serve God with my whole heart. He is my everything. I will not give up hope. I will not blame God. I will not be back and forth. I will stick with it. God is with me. God is for me. And he lives inside of me. And I will serve him the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Go ahead. Let me tell you right now, it would be a big-time bummer if in mine and my wife's relationship, I never knew what to expect. I said, well, my wife doesn't love me this week. She's not speaking to me at all this week. That would break my heart. And we don't have that kind of a relationship. We talk. We communicate. We check on each other. We love each other. We, we fret over each other. I love that about our relationship. But that would bother me, and I know it would bother her too. Just all of a sudden, she didn't see me for several days, didn't hear from me. I'm not responding to her text. I wonder how the Lord feels. He's trying to speak to you in dreams. He's trying to speak to you during the day. He says, come seek me. Come be with me. Come seek me in my word. Come pray to me. And we, we're nowhere to be found. We're busy. Hmm. Seek the Lord while you can find him.
Let's go to Psalm 63, verse 1 in the New King James Version. Look at this. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Early in life, early in the morning, if at all possible. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. Huh. Where there is no water. That, that's, there's more than one meaning there, right? Some of you are praying for rain. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Let's go to the beginning of that verse again, if you don't mind. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Knock and it, the door shall be opened unto you. But seek him now while you can, while you're alive, while time permits, while God's spirit is pulling on you. Now let me tell you something about the points in this message today. They all tie into each other, and each point helps you with the other point. Okay? And this is, once again, the only way forward. So in staying close to God, I believe this will help you. Number two, someone say part two. Someone say point two. Stay connected to godly people. Now I want to hit this hard this morning. Because some of you, even as believers, you've been in disobedience for years in this area. Some of you are going, man, why did I sneak into this service? Pastor Matt is on it. I love you. I love you. I am responsible to God. One day I will stand before God and he will say, good, you spoke to them and told them what I told you. Or I laid it on your heart and you were afraid of the looks on their faces. Let me tell you today, y'all are beautiful people, every one of you. But I am not worried about the look on your face. In fact, let me go ahead and get this off my chest. I'm not worried if you stop liking me after this message. If you never speak to me again, I don't care because I have the burden of the Lord this morning for you. It could be for the live stream. It could be for you folks in the house. But let me tell you right now, staying connected to godly people helps you stay close to God. And staying close to God helps you stay connected to godly people if you'll hear his voice. I believe there are people in this room and in the live stream at the sound of my voice, you have been in partnership with some ungodly people. It's time to move on. They're influencing you, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, dad, mom. They're influencing you. Don't, don't do it. Let's go to Amos 3.3. Look at this verse. This is unusual. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Think about that. Would you let that soak in for a minute? Back to the dog examples. Our dog, he, he's, he's good, pretty good on the leash. He really is. He's better than our last two. They were magnificent dogs. I can't compare any dogs to those last two. They're in heaven now. But this guy, this furry guy, he looks like a cross between a werewolf and a buffalo. I've told you about that. And a bear. He's just crazy. got all this hair. But he'll pull on the leash. And I'm telling you, we can't walk in the same direction without agreeing. I mean, we can't walk together if we're not agreeing on the same direction. Right? He'll pull me suddenly because he needs to get to grass to use the restroom. This morning I was so irritated with him, but he just used the restroom, and I didn't realize he needed it again. So he's pulling me, and he pulls away and out from me. Man, about jerk your shoulder out. Just suddenly he's great on the leash, and then he needs to use the restroom in somebody's great green grass. Miss Debbie knows. She knows. That's why she's laughing. Same, same goes with folks. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? No, you're going to walk in a direction together, good or bad. Headed to the wrong thing or headed to the right thing. If you say, I'm going to walk with them and stick with them, well, which direction are you headed? Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Stay connected to godly people. Trust me. 
Some of you have flirted with that and messed with that. It's always shocking to me when I see a believer who's been in church for years and they go, man, God sent me a, a boyfriend. God sent me a girlfriend. Really? And I just throw this out there. I've always done it, even before I was pastor. I say, are they, are they saved? Are they believers? And you, you'd be surprised some of the answers you get. Oh, they've heard of God. You know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. That's hyperbole. But you'll get some strange stuff. Or, I don't know. Let me let that soak in for a minute. What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? That is so important. Don't flirt with that. People in a cult or they don't believe the Bible or they're demonic or they're into witchcraft. No, you need to talk to people and find out and see how they live. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Once again, I don't know who this is for this morning, but man, I'm telling you, the quickest way to ruin your life is to be in a romantic relationship with the wrong person. I've seen people, they're here, they're gone, and it was a guy or a girl. Gone. Oh man, they served God until Mr. Handsome came. And he wasn't even that handsome. They served God until Ms. Handsome came, and I'm telling you, the handsome, that's not the right word for her. That's more of old English. Till Ms. Lovely came, Miss Cutie came, and I'm going, wait, you let it all go. For, not to be offensive, I'm a pastor and I'm of a spiritual father. I'm going, you let it all go for him or for her? They're not even that good looking. I mean, they got more hair than me, but man. No, I've seen some guys take girls straight to the world, and these guys look like they were made with a hammer. Mm -mm. Stay connected to godly people. I don't care how they look. Let's go to Romans 1.12. You say, man, you just came up with this today or in the last 24 hours. God has been speaking to me about this. That has been ruminating in my mind for days, this message. God's been speaking to me about this message for over a week. And man, he's, he's speaking to me for you and he's speaking to me for me. When we get together, the Apostle Paul says, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Hmm. So here's a question. If they're ungodly, can they encourage you in your faith? Not really, huh? You want to get together with someone, you want to encourage them and be encouraged. Let's go to Romans 12, 5. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. That's godly people. If you're part of the body of Christ, it means you've accepted Jesus and you've chosen to serve and follow him. Now here's a tough one, guys. Get ready for this. Let's go to Proverbs 13.20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. And this is a real mild, this is a real mild version. Would it be too much trouble to ask you guys to do this in New King James Version? Proverbs 13.20. If it's not too much trouble, Proverbs 13.20. Look how strong this translation is. I usually preach in, in New Living Translation. I go back and forth with a few. But look at this one. This says, walk with fools and get into trouble. This one says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Destruction sounds a lot more strong than you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble means you go to D Hall in high school, right? I went to D Hall once in high school, bless the Lord, for chewing gum because I chew like a goat. 
But getting in trouble and going to D-Hall is way different than being destroyed. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. How many of you parents, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can. How many of you parents go, uh-huh, I know when my kids are hanging out with fools, I can tell. Go ahead, if you want. Your, your kids are in here, so they're like, I'm not going to raise my hand. But you can. They're in, they're in children's church. You can raise your hand. Or they're not here. Then nod your head. Parents, can you tell when your, your kids are hanging out with dodos? That's old school. Most people don't say dodos anymore. Dodo birds. You can tell, huh? I remember growing up, my parents would look at me and go, you're not talking like yourself. Who have you been hanging out with? I've been hanging out with me. <laughs> Social as I was, they're like, you, or they'd notice, they'd go, you're acting. I remember mom told me one time, she was advanced. This was in the early 90s. She said, there was an older guy that went to church. And he was a cool guy. But he just wasn't a great example. He wasn't a maniac or anything, but he was probably headed that way. And my mom said, you know what? I saw you at church with him the other day, and you look like a clone of his. I was all, what? She goes, yeah, your, your, your mannerisms even. You're hanging out with him too much. I don't like it. She said, but he goes to church. Have you ever heard someone say that while we're on the subject? Say, man, I married her because I, she goes to church. He or she has to be God's will for you. And somebody in authority in your life, a pastor, a mentor, somebody needs to give an okay. Your parents. If everybody in your life says, don't get with them. Can I give you guys some godly wisdom? Don't get with them. There's a reason. When Pastor Jen and myself got together... There were a few that were irritated. There was a little bit of jealousy. I didn't realize I was a prime product. I don't think I was, but there were a few that surprised me. I was like, what? I'm just getting married. I'm, I'm, I'm 30, you know, for heaven's sake. Can I get married, please, in Jesus' name? But I want to tell you right now, about 99% of everybody said, oh, bless the Lord. And everybody came out of the woodwork. God told me y'all were going to get married for a long time. I knew. One guy even made an odd comment. You do what you want with this. Because we, you know, people pray in the shower, right? This is still odd. But let me just say it because it will keep you awake. This guy goes, oh, yeah, he told me in Spanish. He says, yeah, I was in the shower the other day talking to God. And I said, who is, past, who is Matt going to marry? I thought, why are you praying about me in the shower? That just, <laughs> it's hard to unnerve me, but it just kind of unnerved me. I said, mm, okay. Who's Matt? Can you imagine? Which, hey. I'm sure I pray about a lot of people in the shower, but I don't tell them. But my example being, my prime example being, we went to get married, and there were a few commentaries. There's a few people a little irritated. One lady, I wasn't even her style. She, she told me she wanted, a, years ago, wanted a tall guy, which that, that excludes me, a taller guy over six foot with long blonde hair and a cowboy. And I got with Jen. We were going to get married. We got engaged, and she left the church over it. And I said, that's weird. I didn't, I didn't know you liked me like that. I thought we were friends. But here's my point. Almost everybody gave their blessing and said, that is good. That, people said, man, that is of God that y'all are getting. And crazy people said that. They said, man, what y'all are doing, that's of God. you got to stay connected to godly people for counsel, for protection, for vision, for correction. Nobody wants that. 
Say, no, I'll be connected to godly people, but nobody can correct me. Well, that's just part of the package when you stay connected. So stay connected to godly people. Let's move on. This gets a little crazier. Let's go to James 4.4. Now, James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He was actually the biological brother of Jesus. So he's the half-brother of Jesus, remember? Because Jesus was all man, but he was all God. And he's speaking to believers here. And he starts off by calling them adulterers because they are cheating on God. He says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you what? You make yourself an enemy of God. He said it twice there. It must be important. Let's, let me read through that whole verse again, if you don't mind. You adulterers, he says, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you what? Make yourself an enemy of God. Now, this ties into staying connected to godly people and staying close to God. This is my point three today. Avoid worldly entanglement. It starts off with people, other stuff, music. Some of you, let, let me just tell you this right now. If you've accepted Jesus and you call yourself a believer, and it's been any amount of time that you've been serving God, and your music has profanity in it, get rid of that music, please. That only makes sense. People will tell you that music doesn't affect me. Oh, music does. I've been in a good mood and heard bad music and it messed me up. And not even dirty or trashy or degrading women or nothing like that. But you say, oh, yeah, but, but man, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just the old me. And I got it all edited now. It's all edited. But, man, I'm a big fan, longtime fan of Tupac and Dre and Snoop Doggy Dogg. Okay, well, bless you. But that stuff is very, very, very worldly. What place do you have listening to that junk? And I need to say this. If your music has to be edited, there's a problem there. Just, just a thought. Just a thought. And remember, let me throw something else in there. Guys, y'all don't be giving each other knowing looks in here. But guys, let me just tell you this. Who was in charge of the music in heaven? Does anybody remember? Yeah, formerly known as, a.k.a., you know, the artist formerly known as Lucifer. He's now Satan. Satan, the adversary, the enemy of our souls. He was in charge of music in heaven. He's a musical genius. God hasn't taken away the gift of genius on that guy. He's evil. He's wicked. His kingdom is darkness. They play for keeps, and they influence people with music. Some of you have been in trouble with music. I'm telling you, listen to the word of the Lord this morning. Avoid worldly entanglement. Something else. I'll just, I'm not going to get into all movies, but man, you as a believer should not be watching horror flicks. Don't do it. Don't bring demons in your house. It'll bring fear. I'm telling you. I saw some stuff growing up that I didn't need to watch. My mom told a story about something like that. Say, man, people watch The Exorcist. Don't do it. It's already done. Put that under the blood of Jesus. Ask God for forgiveness. Movies, horror movies can bring all kinds of fear and demons into your house. You don't want that. You don't want that. Another thing, man, there's, there's just some believers, you can't tell the difference between them and the world because of their language, how they talk. Now, I'm going to bring this up front and center just because I like this guy. I think he's respectable on the field for the most part. I thought he was a believer. He's won some Super Bowls. He's phenomenal. He's one of the greatest ever, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I love the guy. Now, whether he's a true believer or not, that's between him and God, but we just recently started watching a documentary on him, 
and I lost count of the number of F words he used. What is that about? Say, are you bad-mouthing him? No, I'm just saying, he's a, this guy has given glory to God and said, thank, thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus and stuff, but he's not a good example. I am not in the position, I don't have the platform that Patrick Mahomes has. I think he's a decent guy. I have a lot of respect for his talent and how he behaves with his wife and different stuff, but man, we gotta be examples and lights, and we gotta avoid worldly entanglement. You be a light. If you're gonna be a believer, then be a believer. If you're gonna be in the world, then be in the world. Why flirt with both? You're not, then you're not good at either. In fact, I think <laughs> you're, you're partly in the world, partly serving God, then you're just really good at being in the world then. Because you can't do both with serving God, you can't. You know what Jesus said in, in the book of Revelation? He said, man, I wish you were cold or hot because you're lukewarm and tepid. Some of you have, some of you love coffee, but you don't like lukewarm coffee. You want it either cold or hot. You don't want your soda. Some of you love warm soda. That's rare, but some people do right off the shelf. Most people like their soda cold. But if it's not cold or hot, you're going to spit it out. Jesus said, because you're not cold or hot, you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. You've got to make a decision. And maybe today will be that decision. Some of you are like, once again, oh, my gosh, had I known Pastor Matt was going to go off today, I don't know if I'd have come. But welcome, and I love you. I've got to give you the truth because I love you. I will stand before God one day, and so will you, my dear brothers and sisters. So will you. And I tell you the truth because I love you. How many of you are saying this is your last Sunday at Kingsgate Church? Okay, nobody raise their hand. We're doing good. And you're not called to act like the world either. You're not. You're not. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, 21. 1 Corinthians 10, 21. Look how strong this is. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You ever read that one? That's a strong translation. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. So, so decide. I know, I know. You wouldn't be here on a Sunday morning unless you had a love for God. I believe that. But now is the time to make a clear, take a clear stance Make a clear decision and head in a clear direction. This is the only way forward. The only way forward. And let me tell you about my three points this morning before I do an altar call. And that is these points today and, and the, only, the only way to move forward, this is all actually wisdom of God, isn't it? You say, no, it's common sense. No, common sense isn't common to everybody. It's not. I am not naturally commonsensical. I've had to ask the Lord for wisdom. And let me tell you right now, staying close to God, that is good wisdom from God. Number two, staying connected to godly people, that is wisdom from God, is it not? And how about this, avoiding worldly entanglement, isn't that wisdom? Well, yeah, I'm telling you. Proverbs said a companion of fools will be destroyed. You hang out with fools, you'll get into trouble. All this is, is wisdom. Someone say wisdom. We'll get into this more next week in our next series. But did you guys know that Scripture says in numerous places that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge? Why? Because if it offends God, you say, I will not do it. If I have to 
if I have to look at someone and go, I can't tell if they're a believer, they're Christian, regardless of what they're saying and doing, they're professing Jesus with their mouths, they're denying him with their lifestyles. If I have to do that, then chances are they're not a true believer. So God has called us to be true believers. You say, man, I've made mistakes, I struggle in areas. That's okay. Just keep pushing forward. Keep seeking God. It's the only, only way forward. Please hear me today, dear people of God. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, if you would, please. If there is anyone in this house at the sound of my voice today who says, Pastor Matt, I've never been baptized before and I would like to be baptized. I'd like to be baptized this week. If that is you, would you please come to the altar and join me? You can face me. If that's you, that's I'm going to start my altar call today. If you would like to be baptized. Now, say, what is being baptized? Well, it's the next step in your commitment of faith. I don't believe scripturally baptizing saves you. I believe confessing Jesus and believing in your heart saves you. But if you say, man, I need to get baptized, come on up here. We're going to baptize you this week if you're available and you can make time. There you go. There you go. Spread out where you're. There you go. One line there facing me. And we're going to pray for you guys. This takes courage. God bless y'all. Anybody else? You say, man, I need to get baptized as a profession and sign of my faith and a symbol of crossing over from death to life and serving God with all of me and burying the old me in that water. If that's you today, please join us. If there's anybody else. Before we pray together, we're going to pray together as a church family. Is there anybody else? All right. Have all of you accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of your life? You have? You've made a profession of your faith, all of you? You too, Miguel, you've accepted Jesus? Good, good. Well, let's do this to make sure for everybody on the live stream, everybody in the house, go ahead and raise your hand all across this house. In fact, go ahead and stand up. Everybody stand up in your seats, please. As a family of faith, God sees you, he sees your heart, he knows your faith, he receives your worship. Let's all raise our hands and close our eyes and please repeat this prayer after me. Everybody up here too, go ahead and raise your hands. I know you've accepted the Lord. This is for anyone who has not. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me of my sin. I can't save myself. I need you, Lord. Forgive me. I come to you knowing that I need your help. I need your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord God. And now I confess and believe that Jesus is my Savior. He is my Lord, the God of the universe. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me whole. Save me from hell and from myself. I believe. Someone say, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Jesus name let's stay where you are those at the front Every, I'm going to pray a prayer for everyone just to stay in our same rhythm here if God spoke to you this morning at some point with any point with anything that came out of my mouth as God's humble messenger would you raise your hand today if God spoke to you this morning my hands up because he spoke to me as I spoke God spoke to you today let's agree on that may that grow in your heart into something great I believe it's fallen on good ground in your lives. If God spoke to you, you said, man, that's for me. There's parts of that for me. Let's believe God together. Father, I thank you for your people, their humility, their hearts, their desire to serve you, their desire to walk with you, God. 
Lord, they listened attentively today and they put you first by coming out on a Sunday morning, the Lord's day, the day that Jesus rose again from the dead. That was on a Sunday. Lord, I thank you for your people. I thank you that your word is encapsulated in their hearts. The enemy cannot steal this word from you in Jesus' name. You're saved. You're healed. I declare healing over you physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally. Right now, you are healed. You're already in right standing with God if you've accepted Jesus. So now that you're right with him, you're living right. And you will feel his presence. He will speak to you this week. And he's speaking to you, even continuing after this service. We praise your name and we thank you today, Lord God. Thank you for your people and their humble hearts. In Jesus' name.